Welcome to a kingdom where everybody's treated like a king. just ended his presidential campaign. Uh, my campaign for president simply does not have the financial resources to continue. That this battle for the Democratic nomination will not be successful. And so tonight I am announcing I am suspending my campaign for president. That I am suspending my campaign for president. My sole purpose in this lifeless world is to collect the souls of the unfortunate people they cross me and I'll stand alone at the top. Some souls go easy. Others need to be taken. This is the final campaign undertaker appearance of the 20. 20 campaign. This is a Fox News special report. Can now project that former Vice President Joe Biden will win Pennsylvania and Nevada, putting him over the 270 electoral votes he needs to become the 46th president of the United States. Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, uh, has vowed not to concede at this point. Not to concede. 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 The faster you run from your past, the quicker you return to it. And then to the rescue, developer Donald Trump. Make it nice and successful, because I like having successes. I like success much better than failure. Nothing this big ends quietly. You're a star, Mr. Trump, and you're a businessman. In 1985, Donald Trump wanted to make his mark as a New York City icon. A son of a Brooklyn and Queens developer, he wanted to tie his name into the hub of galactic power, Manhattan. But how does an outsider access those cables of influence? He co-ops two of the most world-famous traits, the media and the skyline itself. The National Broadcasting Company was set to move out of the aging Rockefeller Center. Trump would develop a massive, new state-of-the-art facility for them, Television City. 15.5 million square feet in total, including 7,600 residential units and the largest shopping mall on the East Coast. But at the center would be a 150-story building then scheduled to be the tallest in New York. Whenever anyone watched the NBC Nightly News, they'd see Trump's handiwork. On every postcard, 
sweater, and souvenir minted after the final brick was laid, there would be an indelible reminder to all the gatekeepers of Manhattan wealth and power that he was the new guard. He built momentum by gaining public favor in 1987 when he finished an over-budget and long incomplete skating rink in Central Park within months. It earned him praise from the mayor, Ed Koch. Donald, you perform a great public service. But it would soon turn sour. The gatekeepers knew how to repel a Visigoth at their gates. City Hall held back tax breaks that Trump was looking for to develop the area. Architecture critics in the New York Times and New York Magazine panned the design for its large buildings sprouting up in open space, the latter calling it angst-inducing exclusivity. Trump tried to sweeten the deal for New York. He offered 25% of his profits on the project for 40 years. The influence of being able to build such an icon would more than make up for that money. But when it didn't happen, it got personal with Koch. The killing blow came when the mayor split the alliance that was to lead Trump to glory. Not only did he deny Trump the tax breaks to lure NBC, he gave those tax breaks directly to NBC. Now, they could renovate Rockefeller Center. NBC dropped out of Television City. Nothing this big ends quietly. Trump took to the airwaves in the front pages, deriding Koch as incompetent, calling for him to resign. Said the mayor in return, if Donald Trump is squealing like a stuck pig, I must have done something right. And we will go to war. A war for which you cannot win. Donald Trump likes to call himself a counterpuncher. And it shows. He's very keen at understanding the attacks he's facing and then smashing the weak point that his opponent has left open. This is a tough business oh, to run for oh, president. Oh, no, you're a tough guy, Jeb. And, and we need to have a leader that is real tough. You're never going to be president of the United States tough, by insulting yeah. your way to well, the let's presidency. Let's see, I'm at 42 and you're at three, so Doesn't so matter. far I'm doing better. Doesn't matter. So far I'm you know, there was this notion that I fell prey to that misinterpreted that kind of instinct as counterintuitive thinking. The concept that he understood, Trump did, the value of an idea on the other side of mainstream thinking. To put it in a real estate term, kind of like intellectual distressed assets. I thought that when he came into power, he could box his opponents in in the first two weeks by going big on issues they'd have to agree with him on before then trying to get a better deal on the stuff they loathed. Infrastructure, I thought was a slam dunk. Embracing gay rights, which he did on the campaign trail, is also something he could have used. But what we got was more chaos. Sports fans 
can compare him to the mercurial NBA superstar Kevin Durant. Maligned by critics, the Golden State Warrior finally reached the summit of his professional career. He won a championship, and he did it by outplaying the consensus best player in the world, LeBron James. He expected a coronation. He got an empty hall with a janitor comically sweeping up in the corner. The press and public still didn't like him and denied him what he thought he had earned the true status as the best player in the world. Trump similarly toppled two political dynasties and did something that no one in the history of the country had ever done, won the presidency without being in government or serving in the military. And he was protested for it, maligned as a beneficiary of cheating, had the white-hot light of a special counsel peering into the personal affairs of him, his family, and his friends? Who knows if that's the reason that he sunk into an even more defensive posture over the last four years, or it's just the latest reason that he would, in his mind, use to justify this behavior. But he did. And with it came the same counterpunching as on the campaign. Everyone else can set the agenda. He'll be there to remark upon it. It reminds me of this line. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? You know what I am? I'm a dog chasing cars. I wouldn't know what to do with one if I caught it. You know, I just do things. That's the Joker from The Dark Knight. And I know it's a loaded move to compare Donald Trump to a supervillain, but I do think that there is a tremendous value to this in-the-moment thinking, specifically when our political culture is as staid and pre-planned as it was before. Trump can make it look easy by not having a master plan. Now, the world he attacked was so built on order that his shredding of it looked far more coherent than it was. But now that he was in charge, it was clear that his engine was optimized for one thing, chaos. This led to two undeniable benefits. The first, people for whom... Figured the government could use a little thrashing. <laughs> that everything had been too baked in. The power too hard to move. The second was that Trump's singular focus, the only thing he really cared about, was the economy. And the economy was churning. And then... Our top story on KTIX5 and streaming on CBSN Bay Area, the dramatic shelter-in-place order for six counties in the Bay Area. Life as we know it will change drastically once midnight strikes. A problem that couldn't be solved by chaos. All of Trump's instincts now worked against him. Normally, they love him mocking journalists because most people don't like journalists. But when he's supposed to be delivering information about a pandemic, it only highlights the one thing that makes us nervous. Instability. The nation wanted to be soothed. And Trump was simply incapable. 
They can't all be ballads, Julian. You gotta have something other than your one power pitch. And his lack of it cost him his political future. You're in your late 30s. You got 40 years to live, minimum. Well, I hope you're right about that. What are you going to do? Uh, there are a lot of things to do. You know, a fertile imagination and a good fertile mind, Mike, it's an amazing, it's really amazing what can be thought of. There are so many things to do. Politics? There's so many. No. Now the running's over. You meet the Reaper. Heard there was a secret chord that David played and it pleased the Lord, but you don't really care for music, do you? In the past, with these campaign undertaker segments, I have had real fun doing granular stuff, trying to pick out the X's and O's. This is where they pivoted too fast. This is where. They boxed themselves in. They shouldn't have spent this money. They shouldn't have ran that commercial. Blah, blah, blah. It's all Monday morning quarterbacking from my perspective, but at the very least, it helps us get an analytical idea of how campaigns are run from the outside in. But you really can't do that with Trump because there's this 800-pound elephant in the room. And that is the psychic wound that is Donald Trump. Or, on the other side, the invisible pride that fills people. There is just a temporal culture shift that happened when Donald Trump stepped onto the scene. And you know it because it feels like it's receded since he lost. Back closer to the election, somebody for whom I have the most respect for, told me that she hated Donald Trump because it reminded her of every mediocre guy who got a job that she was overqualified for. Another friend, a guy, told me that it reminded him of every dude who stiffed him as a freelancer. A recognizable brand cuts all ways. For everyone who loves him because they see themselves in him, Others can see their greatest foe. Quite simply, we can't eulogize Trump 2020 until we unpack Orange Man Bad. The love for Trump is expected of a politician at that level. But the hate, the culture shaking, comedy evaporating hate, Kate McKinnon singing a Leonard Cohen song was a great silver surfer to herald the unfunny Galactus that has dominated for the last four years. I'm not giving up, and neither should you. Yeah. That is something that I've never seen in my life. Now, a lot of people hated Obama. Trust me, I listened to AM talk radio in the tens but it was mostly confined to the political world. This broke wide a pandemic of people in their feelings. Listeners to PX3 know that 
I have, I've, I've got this crazy theory that politics became what it did over the last five years because the rest of our monoculture fell apart. We no longer had movies in the way that they used to be a touchstone for conversation. Radio had fallen apart. Television had even splintered. The one thing that we all had to pay attention to and now was going through a renaissance of layman interest was politics. We had a celebrity president, somebody for whom a a large portion of the country, remember 50% of the country lives on the East Coast. So that commercial I played at the very beginning of this, that Trump hotel and casino, that's from 87. That's how long, that's how long some people in one of the major population clusters of America have been forming their feelings about this man, good or bad. He built a career as a me-decade age of excess Bible villain, and then reinvented himself as a game show host. And hell, let's get meta. This is the campaign undertaker segment, right? We're using this pro-wrestling character to illustrate how campaigns end because he's eerie and creepy. Donald Trump is the reason that the best-selling wrestling pay-per-view of all time, WrestleMania 23, did exactly that kind of business because he was a main part of that storyline. Undertaker faced Batista, and he won because the Undertaker rules. But back to Trump. He had parlayed all of that into this, but along with it came everybody's thoughts and feelings while the rest of our culture fell away. But for a man who knows how to build a brand, he was never able to reset the narrative. And here's where we can get back to the X's and O's. The one way that he could counter the fact that no matter what he did, at least 30% of the country would loathe him and would want to spit on him and throw their shoes if they saw him was to deliver the goods on the economy. And as soon as COVID hit, that's all he wanted to do. He knew one path to glory. What he never realized was that he needed And secretly, people wanted for him to offer an alternative to how Joe Biden was saying he would handle the recovery. Because what Joe Biden was saying was basically just a a fill-in answer later. Joe Biden got applause for saying things like, I'll listen to the scientists which really only works as a condemnation to Donald Trump because as an actual statement, it's fairly toothless. Even the moments when he highlighted his wins on COVID, specifically testing and vaccine development, it was overshadowed by a food fight with the DC press corps. He didn't make it a narrative. He didn't make it something that everybody could wrap their head around and his followers could repeat whenever they got into arguments. And the place where these arguments mattered was in the suburbs, in Georgia, in Michigan, in Wisconsin. 
Nevada, Arizona. These are security voters, moms, dads. They don't care about the culture war. They care about their family. Remember the safety moms that put W back in the White House in 04? This is them. Well, maybe also their daughters. They needed Trump to comfort them for that storm, the storm he controlled to break and offer solace. In the absence, they looked at Trump and said, he has no plan and he ain't gonna get one. And whether or not I think he did a great job on this crisis, I don't trust him on the next one. Fast forward to now when he's complaining about all these mail-in ballots, he didn't set up a legal framework or argument before the election. If he knew that this was going to be a total fiasco, then you need to set these wheels in motion so there can be challenges earlier. Now he's just grasping at straws. Here's the reality. If COVID were more deadly, it would have burned out faster. And Trump probably could have run the old economy playbook. If it was less deadly, it probably would have fallen off the front page. But this was the perfect killer. Not only for so many Americans, hundreds of thousands, but for Donald Trump's political life. And now, we see a pitiable sight. A counterpuncher swinging at the air long after his opponent left with the belt. His fans are still there, but they'll dwindle. Trump knows that you need to stay relevant and he will surely, slowly fall out of orbit if all he wants to do was focus on the past. Now he could reincarnate. He's done it many times before, but nothing will be possible until he realizes One thing, he lost. Nothing this big ends quietly, but they all end eventually. you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.